Grace to you in peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. I'm starting a new series today called The Purpose of Advent. You know, we are called upon to prepare. And what does that mean? How do we prepare? In the next four weeks, we're going to be talking about that. And today I want to talk about we get ready and the purpose of this season is a time to watch. What does that mean, a time to watch? It's kind of like a watchman or a security guard or someone who is waiting for something to happen. We're on guard. We're on watch and we're waiting. We're waiting for something to happen. Now let's be honest with one another. We don't like to wait, do we? Now, now maybe, maybe you're the exception and you do like to wait. But you might know somebody who's sitting next to you who doesn't like to wait. I remember one time, many years ago, we were with our children in Disney World. And it was a hot day. And it was my oldest son's time when he was starting to figure out how to tell jokes. And we were waiting on this line... And I had the baby in a backpack on my back, and he fell asleep, and he was all crumpled over, and I was standing there struggling with him, and sweat was pouring down, and my oldest son says, I want to tell you a joke. I thought, okay. And he says, and I want you to help me this morning, knock, knock, banana, knock, knock, banana. Knock, knock. Banana. Okay. It goes on longer. I'm not going to make you do it. Can you imagine how I was feeling at that point? I was thinking, this kid doesn't know how to tell a joke. This is ridiculous. I'm waiting on this line. I don't like this. I'm with the family. And then he says, knock, knock. Orange. Aren't you glad I didn't say banana again? (laughs) And I tell you, the whole family cracked up laughing. And everybody who was waiting in line looked at us like, what's going on with those people? Yeah, we live even in a society that doesn't like to wait, that wants to shave off seconds. When we first moved to Germany... That was one thing that we had to learn in those three months was to slow down. They didn't do things the way we do it. It's a different society that we live in here today. And we don't like that. But what are we waiting for? We are waiting for God's timing. Think of the Old Testament people who had to wait. They waited to get married. They waited for children. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The Israelites waiting 400 years to get out of slavery, waiting 40 years in the wilderness to get into the promised land, thousands of years for the promised Savior. And you know what happened when they didn't wait for God's timing? There was dire consequences. Every time the people of God tried to do something to solve their own problems instead of waiting for God, There was a desire consequence. 
They were trying to fix it on their own rather than relying on trust in the Lord. And we're waiting today. We're waiting for the Lord's return or our entrance into eternity. And as Lindsay told the children today, we need to always be ready for the Lord's return. Jesus said in Matthew, keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. The early church, when they right after Jesus' death and resurrection, were waiting for him. And they were starting to struggle with that because the time was getting further and further away. And so in our lesson for this morning, Paul says to the Roman Christians, our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. And that's true for us today. In fact, our salvation today is closer than what it was yesterday, each and every day of our lives. But you know, there's a problem. We have a tendency as we move further and further away from Jesus' death and resurrection to think that it's never going to happen and act like it never happened. So we have to learn how to wait in a proper way. So how do we do that? In our lesson for today, it said, you, what, must be ready because the Son of Man will come in an hour when you do not expect him. In my life, I've seen that happen once or twice. I can remember back when my mother was dying. She had a brain tumor, and they operated on her, and they told us she had a very short time to live. And we were living uh, halfway across the country from my parents at that point. And I had gotten reports that she was doing better, and then I received a phone call that she had passed away. And was kind of like, no, this couldn't happen. Maybe you've had that in your own life. Even when you're expecting something, there's a shock to it, especially when it comes to death. And so in the same way, we have to always be ready for the Lord's coming. And that doesn't mean that while we're waiting, we just do nothing. It's not twiddling your thumbs and sitting back. There's some activity that we can do to be ready for the Lord. And our lesson shared that today. The first thing it said is we have to walk in the light. For the Old Testament people, light always meant goodness and darkness always meant evil in isaiah the old testament book this is the book that has the most prophecies about christ it says walk in the light of the lord and then saint paul kind of shares what that means it says the night is nearly over the end of this world is coming it's coming closer and closer the evil will end the day is almost here the day of our salvation, the day of our eternity. So we need to put aside the deeds of darkness. We need to put aside all the evil and the evil's ways. And then he said, put on that armor. And that, when we say armor, that implies that this is a good fight. We're fighting to remain in the light. Secondly, we need to live in love for all people. Even people we disagree with. 
Our Christian faith does not give us license to be cruel or to be mean in our witness. We love all people, even when we disagree with them. Paul said in our lesson to the Romans today, let no doubt, debt remain outstanding, except this is the one debt that you and I need to keep going, the debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. And finally, we wait and watch as we follow God's commands. In Romans 13, it says, whatever other command there may be, he, he listed off a couple of them. You know, there was arguments, and even at the time of Jesus, they asked him what was the greatest of all the commandments. Over 600 commandments they had at the time of Jesus. And, and he's saying, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many. It doesn't matter what they are. They can all be summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Now, that's one aspect. He goes on to talk about loving God with all your heart and your soul and your mind. You see, those two things, if we're constantly loving God and we're loving our neighbor, then we fulfill all the other commandments. The concern for others is fulfilling God's law. So I hope and pray on this first Advent Sunday that you see the entire Christian life is a time to watch and a time to be ready. And we do that by walking in the light, not in the darkness, following God's commands. Advent is a time to wait, watch, and be ready for God. Amen? Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Let us